1: everyone and welcome to Podmas episode 4 of The Match Diaries with your hosts Cara and Leo. Woo. We are Woo. excited for this one.
0: Is that the right word? We're
1: excited for every single yes, Podmas we are.
0: episode, to be fair. Yes,
1: also I just want to say, right before this call, this uh, recording, <laughs> I dropped my microphone on the floor and now there's... Something tragic happened. Yes, and... Now there's a massive dent in the microphone. So if my audio quality is a bit bad, that is probably why. So I'm sorry in advance. It looks like, you know, when when babies are babies
0: and like their heads are really <laughs>
1: fragile.
0: <laughs> no, but that's exactly what like, it looks
1: like. It's like a visible dent. It
0: literally looks like it. Bless
1: him, and I don't know how, how to fix it. I'm scared. Baby. Um, I'm very upset. But anyways, we don't. Let's not focus on that. Um... He'll be fine. Mr. Blue will be fine. Mr. Blue. Baby Blue. Baby Blue.
0: Basically our microphones are are like from the company Blue. That's where that's where this came yeah. from. Um but anyways, this is actually episode 3 in like our bulk recording session which we've never done a bulk recording session like this. No.
1: I'm very proud of us. I'm kind of proud of us. <laughs> yeah. Like we actually <laughs> stuck to what we said we were going to do.
0: Mhm. To be fair, we
1: need to for this for this podmus
0: goal. But I think we're going to do... Oh, my God, your cup is so cute. Oh, it's
1: still... It was the autumn one. It's still my autumn, autumn one. But I re- I like life drinking if out of it so much, so I don't want to not... Yeah. If you're looking for
0: a festive mug or just like a good mug in general, mm. Emma Bridgewater is like a top recommendation, I think, from both of us. Yeah. Unfortunately, they have like shipping fees if it's outside of the UK, which is a bit annoying. But they're just so cute, like Christmas, autumn, spring. They also do like personalized things. So I was at a friend's house yesterday and she has a mug which like her mum got her for like her 21st birthday and it says like 21st on it and she could like customize the colors. And she also has a matching like toast. Oh, I think it's a kettle or something, which is also in the same pattern. That is very just cute. Just so cute. So also a good gift idea.
1: Yeah. And it's like good quality. And it's, mm-hmm. it's handmade, right? Like hand painted. They look at. I don't know, but anyways, not sponsored. They're very cute.
0: Wish we were sponsored. I think we we did Another reach out and we were like, <laughs> "Hi, can we please?"
1: Do you want to send us some stuff? Work with us,
0: please. Us. Um. <laughs> no one wants to work with us. It's okay. No, it's fine. No. <laughs> Okay, so we wanted to, obviously, we do, like, our mini little segment at the beginning of every episode. Yeah. And we thought we'd start this episode off, which we haven't even said what it's about. We're going to be talking about FOMO in this episode, like, dealing with FOMO in the holidays, because, again, that was one of your guys' suggestions. And But also, when we posted that we were going to do this episode, we got, like, several messages being like, oh, I'm excited for that one. Yeah. So I feel like it's quite a relevant topic, because... Similar to summer, I feel like Christmas is just, like, one of those seasons where everyone is, like, absolutely overactive on social media and you, it's so easy to feel like you're missing out. You're not doing something right. You're, yeah. I don't know. It, lots of different aspects of, like, the FOMO bit that, like, play into it. Lots of people you want to spend time with. You can't always do everything at once. So, we're going to talk about that a little bit today.
1: Yeah. But
0: first... We wanted to discuss our favorite self care practice at the moment, or like for these like winter coldy months. Yes. What a. What's yours? So my love. Mine is
1: something that I'm actually going to do right after, we end, calling, <laughs> um, and it's basically just having like a cute bath, like evening vibes. Have a book. Have a series that you're watching. Whatever. Sit in a bath. Get cozy. Get warm. Um. And, yeah, I feel like you just feel so nice and refreshed afterwards. Um, I'm not, like, the biggest bath bomb person. Like, I'm not... I just use, like, soap that's... So what's your
0: bath routine.
1: So I just use, like, soap that's foamy. Yeah. Like, okay. where you, can, you use it for baths. But I'm not, like... I don't have, like, okay. a bath bomb. I feel like that's what they were called and stuff. Um, but, yes uh that is my self-care routine I don't really enjoy baths when it's warm outside anyways because it's like you just get overheated so I think it's the perfect time when the weather yeah. gets colder to just like have
0: a bath I have a complicated relationship with baths
1: go on I mean okay I feel like I know what you're gonna say but go on
0: I just I really like the idea in theory I've had baths for like mm a couple of the past flats now. I just end up never using it. Really? I feel like the one time I've I've been in the bath, the last time was like when I was in a hotel and that's I feel like kind of a vibe because you're like it's like the self-care aspect and of it. And then you have the
1: hotel room Again, and I'm stuff. like yeah,
0: but I like I'm not like actively enjoying myself when I'm in the bath. Like it's kind of uncomfortable. Mm. Maybe I'm just like not in a luxurious enough bath and you can't really read because you're going to make your book wet
1: it's the stress I guess you like can watch something I have I always have my towel right next to me and I have to make sure that my hands aren't wet when I'm like either touching my phone yeah. or reading a book or even watching yeah and then oh the stress is when I'm trying to watch something because I have the iPad helps actually because I can just put like I bring in a chair and I oh just yeah put it. that's one thing I just that's mentioned clever. Ed I was like it would be really cool to have those things that you put like, the wooden... Yes, like a tray. Like a tray. Because then I can have, like, my iPad or, like, candles or something. And then it's actually quite nice. But now what I do is I put a chair right next to the bath. So my neck is constantly, like, sideways. <laughs> also, the struggle. People that wear glasses. I cannot see without my glasses. So. Oh, shit. And then in a bathtub with my glasses. And then it gets, like, foggy because <laughs> it's so hot. And then I'm constantly, like, having to wipe my glasses. <laughs> so, actually, it is quite stressful. Like, this what I mean, like... The reality of baths yeah. is, like,
0: I think I enjoy the feeling when I've come out of the bath. But the reality of the bath is you obviously want it to be hot. Yeah. But then, because if it's cold, useless. But then when it's hot, often I'm just, like, fucking sweating. You also then have to completely, obviously, shower after the bath. Yeah. Because you need to wash it all off. Like, it obviously doesn't make you clean because you're just, like, sitting in yeah. your own, like, whatever dirty you were before. Yeah. Hopefully you are not that dirty to begin with, but you know what I yeah. mean?
1: so it's but you know what i, I do i actually I, shower again, i like it in theory i shower before oh because yeah I like because the idea okay. of sitting in your like dirty body water i don't like so so and especially if i need to shower my yeah. hair as well because the worst thing is when you're like overheated and then you have to shower your hair afterwards yeah so i just get rid of all of that before and then the bath is literally and then i don't really sit that long in a bathtub anyways it's just like probably 20 minutes yeah um that's a clever bath hack. I've
0: not heard of the showering before. Mm.
1: Or, like, don't do it on days that you're showering your hair. So that you're not having mm. to deal with that, like, bit afterwards. So.
0: Yeah. But yeah, I know, okay. you, I know what you mean. In, there. I know. in theory,
1: it's like, sounds so relaxing. And then when you actually do it, it's yeah. like, there's... Especially with... Because I quite like it hot. And I feel like the water, it gets yeah. cold quite quickly. So I'm constantly, like opening the tap making adjusting. sure it gets nice and warm yeah. and then closing it and then I'm like oh it's getting cold again ah open so you know what but like I love the visual
0: element of mm. it of like this woman in her bath like sipping her red wine yeah. candles like watching something reading something it's just like I haven't mastered it in practice yet. yeah
1: if anyone has tips on how to master like the perfect bath do let us know because I'm still like in the making I do
0: <laughs> and again I love like the before and after like running the bath and getting excited for it and like getting in the bath and then getting out and you're like, oh, that was so cozy. Yeah. But then it's like, okay, the actual in the bath. Also at the mall, I don't have a bathtub. So uh, to be fair, I do not have, I, I don't have an option. Yeah. Even if I wanted to. I only have a shower. Yeah.
1: Whenever my sister comes over, she she likes to have a bath here. Because um, hmm. she doesn't have like a nice one at hers. So maybe I just have like a nice bath yeah. set up.
0: Okay, next time I come to yours, I'm going to just take a bath.
1: I can give you the whole experience. Have candles everywhere. Music. Yes. I can give you a glass of wine as well if you want. (laughs) Oh, my God. What a vibe. (laughs) You and Ed can have a cute
0: date night and I'm just, like, upstairs having a
1: bath. Oh, my God. The worst thing is, I don't know if this is TMI, but, like, Ed and I have tried to have a bath together. And it's, like, not possible because he's so tall. And then, like... It's just as soon as I get in, like the what half of it is like sunken in, so it's just like not fun. I don't recommend it.
0: that's so funny.
1: Yeah, we're not, um, I love that. We'd need like a massive bath for it to work, I think.
0: A next house,
1: and like, Ed, bless him, he's so tall, his legs are like pokey. Anyways, it's not fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you know what is interesting? I think I've met like a couple of people, like who are podcast listeners, who have said that like I'm shorter than they thought or like in general I think when people meet as, me online they think I'm taller than I am. As, and both of us are quite short.
1: Yeah. As soon as someone pointed it out I tried to look at the things you post from like an objective point of view and you do give tall girl energy online.
0: Really? Yeah. That's but you're actually
1: so like tiny and cute.
0: <laughs> I'm five two and what are you? The same. Also like we're exactly the same right. Yeah. So if you pictured us as tall We're girls, no. I am very sorry to disappoint. And then, because I, I was thinking about it, because you, like, described Ed as being really tall. Because Ed and Cara have the craziest height yeah. difference I, like, know in a couple. Yeah.
1: Like, how tall is Ed? Ed's six foot four. <laughs> <laughs> That's so wild. Yeah. It hurts. like, it's a struggle being with a tall boyfriend. Like, no one talks about it. Like, how... Yeah,
0: like how? Because I remember like making out as a teenager with guys who were so much taller than me, and literally my neck. I have
1: work. neck problems like, because even because after of just him. like an
0: evening. I literally have neck problems. <laughs> but of I him. bet, I bet he does as well, right? Because he must be like bending well, over. Well, he's like, mastered his stance. He stands to, like, with his, his legs you. open,
1: so he's like becomes shorter. <laughs> <laughs> also, you know what's so funny is like I'll like sometimes what we do, which is quite cute, is we have stairs. In our flat. So oh, I'll yeah, stand, like, okay. on the Adorable. step that's higher. And that's really cute. But also, I don't... I've never, like... I'm not used to seeing Ed when he's at my eye level either. So I'm like, who is this person? I don't know who, who you are. And obviously, he's so tall. Like, he's big. Like, he has a big head. So when when we're, like, facing <sighs> each other, I'm like, why is your head so big? Like, I'm not used to it. Anyways, it is a struggle.
0: That's so, so, so funny. But
1: spooning, we're I'm just fine. having a
0: visual of, like, you guys making out... And him like standing there, like his legs like wide apart.
1: To be fair, we don't really do it, like make out standing up. Quite like often standing.
0: Yeah, fair. We do like cute packs and I, like, I like stand
1: on my on my toes. and like, but like that's about it in terms yeah. of like making out. It's probably more like sitting down.
0: Yeah, <laughs> understandable. Understandable. Sorry for the visual. And Marco everyone. is. We should
1: give like a trigger warning <laughs> before. <laughs>
0: Marco's a very reasonable height like I think he's like about a head taller than me yeah so I think that's perfect no neck problems yeah it's the perfect height difference for me I
1: like it as well like I know everyone prefers tall guys but now that I think of it like if I want to lean on Ed's chest I cannot do it when he's standing up I lean on his stomach (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean though like the cute moments where like you're leaning on his chest and his like head is like on your head if Ed and I are standing up, yeah. we cannot do that. And, like, I feel like I'm missing out on so many cute relationship moments. I just cannot do.
0: That's so funny. He just has to, like, kneel down. Yeah. He just has to develop amazing quad muscles. He has really, He's like, strong legs now. And I time. thank
1: myself. Like, you're welcome, Ed.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sure that's what, what has gotten him into his cycling career.
1: Yep. Whereas me, I, what do I just get? Neck pain. <laughs> thanks ed uh, actually no my coughs are quite hilarious. strong from like tiptoeing to kiss him oh yeah 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 so you yeah. know what it's just a good workout
0: <laughs> exactly pros and cons come pros with every single height difference cons.
1: right what is your self-care thing <laughs> oh yeah
0: okay so i was gonna say reading but it's too much of a cliche for me to be speaking about reading. So yeah. literally can't be bothered anymore talk about it. Um, So I'm going to say what I've been... What I did this week or what I generally try to do because I work from home. Yeah. So alas, um, I don't know who... It's like a per, like, proper privilege. Like I feel so grateful. Yeah. It like allows me to schedule my time so well. I don't have to worry about like, you know, getting out of the house that's cold or dark in the mornings if I don't want to. Yeah. But at the same time, I do feel like I have to probably make an extra effort to actually make sure I'm, like, leaving my house and everything. So um, this is, like, something that I feel like is such a... Everyone knows this, but it's sometimes harder to do. But it's just, like, going for a walk, yeah. like, even if you don't want to. And actually, like, the moments where I, like... I had this, like, a couple weeks ago where I genuinely, like... The last thing I wanted to do was go for a walk, was even just, like, move. Like, I was just... You know when you're in those one of those states like physical states where I was so lethargic like I was like I do not have an ounce of energy to even like walk to the kitchen yeah there was just nothing in my body that but then I like ended up going outside and putting on especially like at this time I guess you could put on like Christmassy music I was... I put on some Taylor Swift music always hits the spot <laughs> cute. and I ended up just like exploring something new in like my area which is fun because like obviously I don't know this area yet. like I'm new to the city but I think even if I had been doing it in London like there's always something new to explore I ended up just like finding like stumbling upon a cafe and like ordering a matcha and again it's like the little treats or it's like I'm, I've i done something good for myself and I'm fucking proud of myself yeah. and you know immediately I felt just so much better like being outside like with my hot drink and just like seeing nature and listening to some good music like it's just also it's just
1: good to get like fresh so air good. I think that's what I've realized as well because it's so easy to be like oh it's so cold yeah. outside like I'll just stay inside but then once you do it even mm. if it literally is for like 20 minutes you just want to go outside whatever just layer yeah. up you'll feel a bit cold but like take a hot drink with you or get a hot drink that will warm or like wear gloves like I think the trick is genuinely layer up and like dress appropriately to the weather because that makes a difference. Uniqlo heat tech. No, but literally. <laughs> I think this is the first... <laughs> She's the queen. This is the first, like, cold season where I take it seriously. And I'm like, okay, you can't... Like, you need to dress to make sure you're warm. And it does make a difference. Like, I'm not... You know yeah. that feeling when you're cold and your, like, shoulders are so tense because you're, like, shivering? The worst feeling. Yeah. Um, But then when you get home, you feel so much better because you've got the, you got fresh air, went on the walk. Yeah. And then actually your house ends up feeling warmer as well because you're just you're like colder in temperature you know and you then appreciate having the inside time just as much you know yeah and you've like accomplished something even though it's like the tiniest thing
0: so I've also been kind of tricking myself in terms of like I've been trying to get back into the routine of like booking some classes so but I was on my period last week so I didn't want to do or in general like I just haven't been doing much exercise so I've been like I eased myself into it and booked some, like, yoga classes. And yeah. that was really nice because I booked one that was, like, a little bit further away, like a 15-minute walk. Nice. So, that was also good because I almost, like, tricked myself into then also having, like, a half an hour walk yeah. at the same time. It's all about tricking,
1: tricking the brain. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly. get into the topic. Yes. Let's do it. Okay. When you think about FOMO during like the holiday season, what what like comes to mind for you? Like when do you feel like you've experienced it?
1: So I think for me generally the like holiday period has always been about family. Like it's never been a question, and I think because I live far mm-hmm. away from home, I think we're doing another episode about like li- like being abroad um and the struggles that come with it. But because of that, I'm always having to Like, I just block out a couple of weeks to go home, spend it with my family. Um, And even New Year's, for example. This, like, last year was the first New Year's in my whole life that I spent it away from family. Um, And I spent it with you on your birthday! (laughs) Um, But Mm -hmm. so for me, it's always been a thing where I... I don't know why. I do feel, like, guilt if I'm... It's a weird thing. I I feel, like, guilty Mm -hmm. if I'm making the choice to not be with my family. Maybe because... I don't see them as often so those are like the key moments where you'd think like okay yeah this is the time to be back with your family um but because of that I've always kind of felt that like FOMO side of things in terms of like friends meeting up in Christmas going to Christmas markets um going to each other's houses like doing cute things or even New Year's like specifically there's so many memories of like especially mm. when i grew up in abu dhabi everyone going out to see the fireworks and stuff and like me and my family would just stay home and watch them on the on the tv and then we just go to bed like 20 minutes later um which obviously i appreciate like i still loved cuz <laughs> it was just what we always used to do but i think a part of me was always like everyone's going to all these parties or you know doing exciting thing with things with friends and i'm doing either the same but just with family instead of friends um so yeah, I I I wonder if other people feel the same way of, like, guilt of having to prioritize your family over your friends in these times. But again, it might just be because I've... I think if my family lived where my friends lived, too, it will be easier to do both. But I'm having to, like, pick and choose. Um, So, yeah, that's what it looks yeah. like for me. I don't know if you feel the same way or...
0: Yeah, I feel like it's really changed throughout the years. Like, I remember... When I was in high school, I had something similar in terms of like yeah. Christmas Eve, the 24th in Germany is like one of the main evenings and obviously in yeah. it, it would be like a family thing. But at the same time in Hamburg, there was this tradition to meet up at the six Pacific mm. slash bar and all of my friends would go like after the 24th, like evening with their parents, they'd go there. And everyone would like drink and get together, kind of thing. And I remember, I think I managed to go one year, but all of the other years I like couldn't go. And that was also like always like the FOMO aspect. Um, In terms of New Year's, it's different. It's like more, even more complex because it's like my birthday, so I have like an extra element to always like. Who are you spending your birthday with? Should I spend it with? And yeah, Um, for me it comes in the most with having moved to a different country and now to a different country again so I feel like no matter where I am or what I choose to do I'm always missing out on something somewhere so back when I like moved to England it was like okay I'm missing stuff with my home friends I'm also even missing things with my family because like certain traditions you can only do like on every Mm -hmm. Sunday leading up to Christmas or you know certain things that you do when you're at home in, in the month or when I am then at home, I have a very, very limited time to, like, try and squeeze in everything or see people, and I can never see, the like, everyone that I want to, but I'll, like, obviously they'll be doing stuff in the yeah. meantime whilst I'm away. Or then when I am at home, I'm missing stuff in London, and then now I've moved again, so now I'm, like, missing things in, like, another place. So I feel like it's just around no matter where you are, you're always going to have to make some type of, like, yeah. almost sacrifice or... But, and now, obviously, additionally... Like, it's really interesting now. This is the first Christmas where me and Marco obviously, like, planning it in terms of, like... Mm Because we were doing long distance before, so we were always in a different place. And then we managed to... Like, Marco came for, like, on the 26th, I believe. Like, he came to Germany to, like, surprise me, which was really sweet. So, I knew he was coming. I just thought we'd come (laughs) later. So, I think that... But that almost, like, wasn't a question. It was, like, a question of, like, who spends Christmas where. It was kind of... Yeah. Because we were doing long distance anyways. Versus now, this is the first year where we are, like, deciding, obviously, when we go together where. And that's been really interesting. And even, like, so New Year's this year, I've always spent it with either family or friends. Like, back when I was living at home, i do sometimes New Year's with my friends. And then, like, the day with my family, which was, like, kind of perfect. But now I can't really do that anymore either because it's, like, also got, like, Marco in the picture or, like, a lot of my closest friends would actually be in, like, a different country altogether. So this year I've decided to do something completely different and, like, scratch all the FOMO and just be like, okay, me and Marco are just going to go somewhere on a trip, like, just the two of us. And I'm really interested to see how I feel doing it because, yeah, it's just, like, it's the first time I'm ever going to be spending my birthday... With just like, yeah, with yeah. with Marco, like just with a partner. And to be fair, my birthday two years ago, I spent on a business trip. So that was probably the most work yeah. one out of them all. But I, I've, yeah, it's just definitely a time where you're always wanting to be with people you love so much because you want to do it, do things with them. And it's the most fun to do the Christmassy things with people that you love. But it's like... Just difficult because you have to choose between people you love. And then if they're spread across, it's just an added
1: difficulty. Yeah. I think for me, though, I never... I feel like I never made it a possibility to be able to choose. I think I always was like, oh, this is the time for family. Which I don't know if I'm, like, looking back, I don't know if I regret it or not. I do think I could have done so much more to, like, spend time... I don't know. Because even in my, like where I grew up and stuff, I went to an international school where, like, on holidays and stuff, everyone would just travel back home. So it was also very, like, during the... When school was off, the chances of you actually meeting up with people was quite rare anyways. So maybe that's another aspect that went into it of, like, you didn't <laughs> don't really have a choice. Um, yeah,
0: that's kind of quite When nice. you have to have the like choice, almost, yeah. I think the tricky think, thing is when you have too many choices... And then it's on you to make that decision, which is what you have when you're older,
1: which is why like last year you
0: made a different choice to be New Year's like not with your family, which I feel like is is very fair. Those are the tricky conversations as well. I I do feel like it's like because in Ed's family family tradition they have
1: either you have like a at home Christmas or an away Christmas, and they like alternate every year, Um, basically meaning everyone either goes to like the core family or you can go spend it with like your partner's family or whatever and i feel like the system works but at the same time it doesn't yeah. always work because this year for example was is supposed to be like at home christmas yeah which for them which inherently means that i have to be with them this christmas um like that would have been the alternative if i wanted to either be with ed or him like be in winchester or be uh, in jordan um but because of, like, everything everything that happened mm-hmm. this year, I I'd, I'd want to spend Christmas with my family. And I think it's, like, even more of an important Christmas to have. So I had to be, like, yeah. I know this is what it's supposed to be, but I'm not going to come. Um, But if I asked Ed to come with me, I think that would have not been okay either. Because they have, like, their... For his family. Yeah. yeah. Like, they would have been upset because obviously last Christmas he spent it with me. Yeah. As well. So I do think, yeah, as you get older the chances the choices become harder and you almost like Yeah, you definitely have to start making sacrifices. Like as a kid I never thought that I would ever have a Christmas where I don't spend it with my family and I'm like, fuck, that might like that is what it is. You gain partners and you join other families and you kind of have to Yeah. Do a mix of both. But I don't think I'm ready yet. I still feel like no I'm going on for Christmas.
0: Yeah that's a crazy thought to me as well. I think because I always grew up with, like, everyone gathering in my grandparents' house, like, even, like, my aunt's partners, because my mom has, like, four sisters, and we always went to my mom's side's Christmas as well. Yeah. So I think in my head it was almost like, oh, this is not, like, is gonna continue to happen, like, but I think it was also because we lived in Germany and my dad's parents were in Portugal, so, like, logistically it was more difficult to, like, travel there for Christmas yeah and also my mom's family is like a lot bigger so but then me and Marco obviously won't be following that same dynamic so it's just yeah it's gonna be really interesting and I feel like my dream is just that we can host Christmas and then everyone can come I to know. ours we, which is obviously like a whole new stress in itself we I, just need it to, definitely
1: becomes more like logistical as you get yeah. older which is and so now stressful. I
0: understand why, like, because I feel like as a kid, you're just like, Christmas is just like magical time. You just turn up, mm. you're having a great time. Everyone's cooking for you. Yeah. There's biscuits and presents. And like, when I was the older I got, the more I like heard the whispers in terms of in the family, like almost like jokey fights of like, oh, so don't, why are we always hosting Christmas? Like, don't you want, maybe you want to host Christmas? <laughs> it's like the, the passive aggressive kind of comments. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, and almost like, oh, people, not, like, we would just sometimes, like, stay, because th- it's, like, such a big family, and now I understand that actually hosting that many people is, like, hell of a lot of work.
1: Yeah, it's so stressful. Like, no
0: wonder the person that always has to host, maybe at some point, would be like, okay, let's, like, do it a bit differently. Can we
1: switch it up, please?
0: So, but I just think as a kid, you have, like, no awareness of, you're just like, oh, but it's fun to have everyone around.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and yeah.
0: Not realizing what goes into actually hosting people and cooking for them and doing the shopping and doing the cleaning and doing the washing and that's
1: why the planning starts literally like as soon as halloween is over everyone's like okay what are we doing for christmas like who's going where how are yeah yeah, it becomes such a stressful but still worth it i think because at the end of the day you have like all the family get together which is always nice but Yeah. yeah just a lot less less magical is the word like to describe it
0: you see, like the behind-the-scenes work that goes into it. Yeah. But I, I feel like you know something that I've always struggled with is, and I have this in like every area of my life. Yeah. I've called it like in our notes, I called like decision paralysis. <laughs> I don't know if that's like the right word, but basically, I really struggle. Did you just coin a word? Decisions. <laughs> i'm i don't know if it exists i hope it exists i it hope it be doesn't because uh, you would be
1: really cool to come up with that
0: uh, oh my god okay All go right. on I'm <laughs> really cool.
1: um
0: but yeah i just feel like and i had this much worse like when i was younger so I've, i do feel like i've gotten better but like no matter what choice i'd make i would feel the fomo element so hard and almost be with half of my mind exploring like what if i had made a different decision like what if i was somewhere else like what if i was doing something differently like I think yeah. I've already told this on the podcast but like when I went to Paris with my mom when I was like 16 yeah but I couldn't stop thinking about the party that I'd missed like it's <laughs> looking back it's like but what you don't realize in the moment is that at that point you're almost ruining whatever decision you've actually made because you're not enjoying the present no. whatsoever so you're just literally shooting yourself in the foot yeah and this is something where Marco's really good at this. Like, whatever decision he makes, he's going to be, like, 100% in it. And he doesn't, like, think about... Like, it's just, like, okay, once the decision is made, well, you have to accept it, learn to live with it. And even if, like, maybe it wasn't the best decision, but, but you're in it and you're doing it. So you might as well enjoy it, live it to the fullest, and sh- almost shut off those, like, alternative pathways in your mind. Yeah. And that's really something that I've been, like, working on. And I'm just, like yeah, just have to get better at as well still, but I have, I'm seeing progress, but it's, like, I think, yeah, just, like, accepting that the decision you made was the right one. Yeah. And that's the one that you just, you know, there's no point in, like, looking outside of the boat you're in.
1: I think what makes FOMO so hard, as, what, like, one of the main reasons it is so hard is because you're worrying... That everyone else is, like, making connections and getting closer. Mm -hmm. And then when you eventually, like, see them again and stuff, there's all these moments where they're like, oh, remember this, remember this. Or, like, it's a chance for them to get, for your friends to get closer. So, obviously, why would you want to miss that opportunity? But then, yeah, it's remembering that you in that moment with whatever choice you're making are still making connections and, you know, improving relationships with whoever you're hanging out with and if you really want to make sure that you're not like constantly missing out on experiences with your friends it's just making the effort to be like okay yes I'm gonna spend Christmas with this person this year but let's do a trip in January or like a get-together or or next year let's do Christmas you know like I just I guess almost trying to equally nurture as many like relationships as you can
0: um I also I feel like one of the worst feelings of FOMO is, like, when you see something happening nowadays on, like, social media or, like, back when, even, like, I was a teenager, I remember this, you see people hanging out and you're, like, I didn't get the invite.
1: Ugh, painful. That's, like... That's heartbreak, isn't such it?
0: Such a stab of her. Yeah. Yeah. I think it must be much worse for, like, people in school nowadays.
1: Yeah, can you imagine? Because you
0: can, like, see the TikToks they make together or you see the content they've made, but you're just not invited yeah and that's also oh. like a whole other side of the fomo where it's like you didn't make the decision. Like if you had the decision, you would have wanted to go. oh my God,
1: I'm actually getting sad,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that I feel like again, that's like a lot m- more painful. I feel like in like confined environments like school or uni, where it's like' oh, yeah, those are so like true. the people that you are forced to spend time with or like so they're like your social circle. So I think that hurts like in a whole different way, yeah. And, I don't miss that. I'm not even No. I feel like honestly the only advice I would have is just like focus on the people that are inviting you to things. Like do still keep putting yourself out there but at the same time like know your own worth and focus on like whatever you're doing in the yeah. moment and cuz I was also thinking in terms of like what you were saying of like oh you were scared of like missing out on like experiences other people are making together or memories strengthening connections like I I have noticed that I for example I wouldn't have FOMO if it's like genuine true close friends hanging out with each other like relationships I feel very secure with I don't feel like I feel that much FOMO because it's like I know nothing is happening that is gonna in any way put me at like a disadvantage I'm obviously sad I can't be there but it's not the like stabbing FOMO feeling no that's so true there's like different versions
1: there's different like layers of FOMO Um, Yeah. So that's almost like, I think the counteracting of FOMO
0: is just building like the the self-acceptance and the like trust in the relationships that you do have. And it's almost like where you do feel FOMO, maybe it's like there is a reason, which is maybe that those relationships like aren't as strong or, you know, you're feeling insecure in some type of way. I also, I do like like the JOMO aspect of it all. What's JOMO? The joy of missing out. (laughs) Oh, true. So it's like cancelling plans, like staying in when everyone's going out, which I would have never had when I was younger. But now I definitely feel that as well.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You're so right, though. I don't... It's definitely dependent on the relationship as well. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like... I don't know. I'm thinking of you, for example, if you're like traveling or like... spending New Year's with Marco and stuff. No part of me is... Or, like, let's say you were hanging out with, like, a group of friends and stuff. No part of me is like, oh, my God, why wasn't I there? It's more just like, yay, she's yeah. having a good time. And I'm having yeah. a good time. And we'll catch up and we'll call and we'll tell each other how it was and yeah, we'll make our own plans. So I think it, that, yeah, it does change, I think, as you get older and then, yeah, have more stability in your friendships and, like, the the envious, jealousy, like, young side of it goes away which also fair when you're like a kid because you're still trying to figure out like why people like you or who you are and I feel like or even just like early 20s yeah like
0: I also I yes it's almost like about the reframing so because it's like the fear element right it's like the fear of missing out you're scared of missing something versus like the other side of it is just like just sadness of missing like somo I don't know so like you're sad to not be with that person yeah but it's not that like crippling anxious feeling yeah it's like, different which like lets you not enjoy what you're actually doing so maybe if there's some way that you can almost reframe it in your own way and try and rationalize like is there actually something I should be scared of with like these and these people doing something without me or mm-hmm. my family doing something without me like whatever it is that you're feeling fomo about or can I reframe it to be happy for them sad to not be there but you know instead you're doing something else
1: yeah for whatever
0: reason you know that could be sometimes you also have to miss things because of work and that is also shit because then Mm. you're not even hanging out with family (laughs) but also sometimes that's like a necessary thing that's got to be done
1: I think I feel that more actually is like sadness rather than like fear I think that's yeah typically how I feel more just like oh that looks fun I wish I was there (laughs) yeah yeah SOMO. Yeah, so we can change it from FOMO to SOMO. That's,
0: that's the goal, and then ideally also have some JOMO in there. JOMO,
1: Jomo SOMO, FOMO. <laughs> the other side of this topic that we thought was good to address as well is the whole comparison and what you're seeing online and I think especially now that I'm interacting with a lot of like content creators and like Mm. people that are showing their life and stuff and like literally first of December the amount of people that have been posting like their house decorations or like doing Christmassy things and stuff which is like obviously so nice as inspiration but it can put pressure as well to be like why does my like Christmas experience or like my next few months I'm pretty sure it's not going to look like that like I'm not going to be going to all these parties or do these drinks and whatever um and I think it's very very easy to compare and then think that whatever you're doing is like the wrong way to do things when in fact I don't know I think a lot of the time what you see online it's also just maybe quite fabricated not not in a bad way but sometimes it's more just like oh this looks pretty i want to post it online um and just because you're not like taking pictures of it or like making content over it doesn't mean that the experience that you have aren't worth doing does that make sense so yeah, yeah i think it's you just need to not overthink what you see online um and just use it as like inspo if you want if you're like oh actually that's nice maybe I'll do something like that but the pressure to like have the perfect Christmas outfits and like style your hair in like a cute Christmas way or you know like I don't know 12 days of like Christmas outfits to wear you know what I mean like I think that's it puts a lot of pressure on like a life a, a certain Christmas festive lifestyle to have and like glamming up and always looking like perfect and stuff when that's just like not the truth because the reality of it is Christmas p- winter season can actually be very very hard to get through and most of the time people feel more lonely and more depressed and um it is it's just a hard season like being mm-hmm. honest it's not that easy to get through um so yeah i feel like be kinder to yourself when you're seeing all of these like perfect lives online and if you feel like yours doesn't exactly replicate it then like just remember that that's just a snippet of their life and yeah a lot a lot more people in the world will probably have a, sim- a closer similar like winter christmas experience to you than what you're seeing online i think
0: yeah definitely i mean i feel like there's like two levels to it nowadays because it's like your friends or people that like you know in real life that are posting on social media which is even that, like you could literally post like one picture of your like your Christmas tree or your Christmas dinner. You seeing that online are like, Oh my god, they're having it like, the perfect day. Yeah. You have no clue what actually happened. Like yeah. family arguments. How are they feeling that day? Maybe they're sad, maybe they're like heartbroken, maybe they just had a fight with their dad. Like maybe they lost someone in like it, I feel like grief is also it's a really tough month for that. Yeah. That's you so just true. have no clue and it's so easy to to judge. In terms of yeah, to just falsely make assumptions based off what you're seeing online, even about people that like you think you know, even though you very often don't. Um, and then the other level is like what you were mentioning in terms of like the Christmas content, like from like creators and influencers we follow, because I feel like nowadays that's like a lot of people's feeds, like whether it's on TikTok yeah. or on Instagram. And I find it interesting because obviously I like work in the industry, like for my job and then I feel like I've also been meeting more creators and it's you what you often forget as a consumer is that this is people's literal jobs to create this content so just as like you would be sitting down to write your uni assignments to go into the office to make that excel sheet people are getting sponsored by brands getting payments from brands to pick out certain clothes they get things sent for free Or they spend their money on specific items because that's how they make money as well Mm -hmm. like if you spend money as a creator you're gonna get it back because you can create content from it so they will plan their whole day around like I'm gonna create xyz content yeah and it will obviously look as organic and as cute and it's it's sometimes so
1: easy to forget the strategy like that goes into all of the things that you consume online I think that's the shocking... I've, and, like, yeah, you working in it, like... It's th- marketing. Like, seeing the decks that, that like, these influencers were making um, and stuff. Like, it is, it is literally, like, a business. It's, like, it is a job. Um, and that's something we were talking about, yeah. actually, before we hit record is, like... Um, for example, in, like, the fashion industry, I think it's so easy to, like, look at all these people putting, like, all these outfits online and looking cute whenever. But I'm sorry, clothes are so expensive. Like, it is not easy to mm-hmm. have that many options and choices and then it's remembering that most of the time they're getting either given those clothes or it's just questioning like would you have would they have actually spent that much money on clothes 99% of the time they got gifted
0: those clothes yeah if you're seeing it online and it and it doesn't have to be like even if it doesn't say ad or sponsored mm. doesn't mean that the brand hasn't gifted them the clothes yeah Because very often, like even a friend from mine in like that I lived with, who isn't like a a big influencer by any means, but she's like on a UGC like kind of content creation program Mm -hmm. um, where she every month uh, from a brand will get like a link that she can choose clothes from that are again up to like a thousand pound in like value. Yeah, that is crazy. And it's because the brands make like it's cheaper for them to send people clothes, free clothes, because that's content for them. And otherwise, you'd have to put together a shoe, which from a brand perspective is super expensive. Like, again, I work on a on a brand that does exactly the same. We give people a lot of product that are in reality really, really expensive and that consumers have to spend a lot of money for if they want to acquire them. But it's just as a consumer of the content, you don't realize it the same would be going for beauty influencers you know all of it it's an industry and that's like what we can't forget and so the other layer which now I feel like I'm kind of dealing with is obviously we have the podcast which we love and that's like just like speaking into the microphone is like what's fun for us Mm -hmm. but at the same time we also want to like create or like become better at like creating social content and everything And so I also have the other element of, like, when I look at socials and, like, the cool content people are creating, when I now do cute Christmassy things, there is an element to, in the back of my head, I'm like, I should be filming this, or should I be filming this? Or, you know, it's almost like I'm judging myself for not creating the content that I should be capturing. Mm -hmm. Because, so there's, like, that element to it as well. Because I'm like, well, I know that we could be growing in xyz fashion if we were like creating more content and i know that would be amazing for the
1: podcast yeah but i really struggle with that like i don't it doesn't come organic to me to be like oh this would be really cool to like film um so but and i really like i never want to ever have that mindset of like i want to do this today because i want to film it as well so it's like finding the balance Mm. of yes we want to put cute stuff online of things that we're actually doing but then not doing it because you want the pressure to put it online, you know? Yeah. Um. So I think that's the balance that we and find. We actually th- end up, like... I think most of the time we document things just because we like to, like... Well, at least for me, for, exa- for example, I'll go somewhere and, like, I'll see really nice-looking things and I'll take, like, a bunch of photos or videos and stuff. But I, even if I didn't have Instagram or anything, I would have taken those photos anyways. And then I post them. Yeah. So... I don't know. It's it's like us trying to find the balance of like how curated do we want it to be or like how much strategy do we want to put into it as well, you know? Yeah, because I feel like at
0: the moment I'm also the same. But I... I have a lot... Like I have a lot of content ideas and I have a lot of content that I would love to film. I just feel like I don't have the time or don't dedicate the time mm. to do it. And... I don't know. It's also this is like uh just our, like our mind blurb, like coming out. I know, of, like what we even want to be doing with like our platform. I also I feel
1: know. like we both have the struggle of we like we love being online and like interacting with people, and also love doing the podcast and stuff. But sometimes we're like we hate being on our phones and we want to get off of our phones. Yeah. So it's also like, cause it, it's so mentally draining actually being online. 24-7 yeah because like... also yeah my
0: job now is even more on social like, yeah because I'm than it was before so I almost feel like if I'm doing stuff for the podcast and for my job literally my whole day is spent to some degree on Instagram
1: yeah like
0: that is so
1: sad but and like which me, is probably why you like... have so many good ideas as well but then it's just like that's all you're thinking about and that's exhausting you know and it's almost like then I can't execute any of it either because I'm like, well,
0: I've just got lots of ideas and <laughs> to can can't just I, I'm not doing any of them. Yeah.
1: Um, so anyways, <laughs> I,
0: I honestly kind of want to do like social media breaks. The thing is, the one platform that like I fucking love is like stories. Like I think we both love stories because again I feel like it's like absolutely zero pressure the only reason why I'm posting stories is like because I want to interact with like you guys who follow us on Instagram because it's so fun I want to like I don't know post a cute picture it's just like fun like there's no it doesn't feel
1: stats to it whatsoever we just do like whatever we want to share we share and that's like and it's it's also so much more personal as well like and yeah, most of the time when we're saying, like, oh, we think you'll like this book, it's because genu- genuinely we'll, like, we have would have interacted with someone that we ge- we actually think would like this type of content yeah. that we're sharing. So it's very different, you know, like. Yeah, stories for me are literally, like, almost like a weird other journal where, like, whenever I have yeah. a book, I want
0: to be like, oh, I want to, like, share this with, like, the mm-hmm. Matcha girlies. And I love it. And I, I wonder, but this is that's the reason why I'm I'm like hesitant to just like delete Instagram off my phone because I genuinely I feel like I'd miss it like having the outlet yeah no same speak to people but if it wasn't for stories I think I really would want to do like a complete detox like maybe just challenge myself to do it for like a weekend or a week and maybe I should
1: still do it I don't know I don't know I did not know (laughs) (laughs) let us know um but yeah, I guess the point of, <laughs> we kind of went on, on our like own podcast tangent, but the point is just like, if you are seeing things online and it, it's making you feel bad about how you're spending your time or the choices that you're making during the next few months, then like take a step back and realize that it's either going to be someone's job to be posting this content or it's like not the reality of what that person's experience wa- was like in that actual moment. So Yeah. That's, like, the overall message, I think. Yeah,
0: especially seeing sponsored content. Like, I've seen it from both perspectives. Like, either creators telling me about their experience filming certain things or from a brand perspective, like, you're actually the one, like, approving certain things or giving feedback. Like, it's so much more... Almost, like... It's so much more a piece of work in itself than you realize when you're just scrolling and, like, engaging with something.
1: yeah. It's so interesting, actually, to think about. Yeah.
0: It's an industry, and you as a consumer are just so subconsciously influenced that you
1: don't realize. Yeah. I think it's crazy, because Instagram, when it was made, the true intention was literally for, like, you to just follow your friends and see what they're up to, right? Like, that was the intention. And now it's become this whole other world.
0: I just have to make sure that you don't get lost in it, and don't, yeah... Focus on like what's actually true and real in your own life. Yeah. And the perfect life does not exist. Like you've just got the one life and that's yours. So that's what I try and always think about like whenever I do get caught in comparison traps is like there's literally no point because you only have your own body, your own mind, your own emotions to deal with. And no matter how much you're going to look at someone else's life or someone else's social media feed, that's literally not going to change. So all you're doing in that moment is like damaging your own life. Yeah. When it's like, well, you could have been putting that time and effort into actually saying something nice to yourself or, I don't know, consuming something that would be better for your mind or just, you know, hugging someone that you love or, you know, anything that like actually has an impact on your own one life that's incredible just because it is the only life you're ever going to get yeah and the only experience you're ever going to have so you might as like there's yeah there's no point you're just throwing it away if you're spending your time comparing yourself to other people as so you're doing it
1: yeah i'm like in awe of you you're just talking and i'm like she's speaking for <laughs> <laughs> you're speaking the truth i just want to add f- i hope that you feel that you can see what we're trying to say as well through the podcast that like we're we try our best not to show you all just like the good moments and we try really show you like the struggles that we think about on a day-to-day mm-hmm. basis the highs the lows like and if and like call us out on it if you think that the <laughs> that we're not like practicing what we preach but we we really do try to i guess make this as realistic as possible to our like true experience as humans you know that was Not as fast to be, but still a good episode to have uh, (laughs) during this time.
0: (laughs) Yes. And I hope you're going to tune in for our next Podmas episode or have enjoyed the ones that we've posted in the past. Yes. Okay. Speak
1: soon, everyone. Speak very soon. Bye. Bye. (laughs)